0: Unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. Welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today?
1: Nathan, I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm fantastic. I like opening the show with an amount of enthusiasm that I don't think the AI can replicate yet. <laughs> so off to a good start today, I guess.
1: Well, as as my favorite football coach says, a level of an enthusiasm unknown to humankind. All right. So today, these days, 2023, April, May, 2023, you can't go a day in copywriting without someone bringing up AI may not have taken over copywriting yet, but it has definitely taken over the conversation. Mm -hmm. And for our listeners, in case you haven't gotten your feet wet yet with GPT 4 Jasper copy AI, or any other one of the handful of AIs people are currently using, I can tell you people are using it in predictable and unpredictable ways. So today, Nathan and I are going to talk about what we're hearing and what we're doing. We'll start with a really interesting discovery Nathan made that only saves massive amounts of time on a project, but also, and this is what I think is so cool about it, it slashes the learning curve everyone's struggling with on how to get AI to do exactly what you want it to do. I'm also going to share what I've heard from two clients who have an unusual amount of expert knowledge about AI. I'll tell you who, I'll tell you why, and a little bit about who they are, as well as also being top-notch copywriters apart from that. And you'll be surprised about one of those experts predictions on who will thrive and who will suffer in copywriting, thanks to AI. Maybe a little different from what you've heard before. Another expert solved a tough business problem he was planning to devote two days to. Solved it on his own in about 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And beyond that, a little news about AI that may surprise, scare, or delight you. Finally, one thing I've been wanting to say for a long time. AI is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear in this podcast. And most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims, and if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health, finance, and business opportunity, AI or no AI, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. So Nathan, before we get into your thing, I've had substantive conversations with four people this week, no, five people this week about AI. And my rule generally is if I hear about the same thing from two people, I need to look into it further. So I've played a little with chat GPT, I'm immediately gonna upgrade to GPT four or plus or whatever it's called just based on what I've heard and especially what you told me. Do you wanna, you know, give us the short version and then maybe we can get into it even more in the future. But I think this is pretty exciting news.
0: Yeah, so so far this has been my little secret. I shared it with you yesterday and you said, man, we should put that on the show. I write for a bunch of different niches and I find that sometimes if I'm writing a promo for a luxury watch, some kind of aspect of that promo will Set off a light bulb for another niche that I'm writing for. I'll say, oh man, I could use that same hook in this other industry that I'm writing for. So I like to write. I don't really like the niche down thing. I like to write for different areas and take what I learn in different niches and apply it to other niches. And same thing with how I'm exploring AI right now. I'm looking at how people are using AI for all kinds of different stuff, not just copywriting. And I came across a video of a guy who was trying to, he was doing stuff in spreadsheets and he was trying to create a automated way to generate spreadsheets. And he was running into a problem where every time he tried to run the program, he couldn't get one section of the spreadsheet to properly communicate with the other. And he was bashing his head against the wall and he was trying to get AI to write a prompt to create the spreadsheet for him, but he couldn't get it to do one thing. And he tried all these different things and nothing was working. And in the video, he said he finally broke down and he asked ChatGPT, hey, if you were going to write a prompt to make it do this, because obviously I'm not getting how to make the prompt, how would you write the prompt?
1: So so the prompt is essentially the instruction that tells the AI to give you an answer, right?
0: mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. so he was he was trying to create an automated, uh, basically a run program. He was trying to get ChatGPT to, to write a run program so that when he clicked on it, it would open up a spreadsheet with all of the categories and everything the way he wanted. But he kept running into a problem having two things communicate and he couldn't figure out a prompt to write the thing that he wanted it to write. So he asked ChatGPT, if you were going to write a prompt how would you write the prompt to make you do this thing? And chat GPT spit out the prompt and he tried it and it worked. And so basically he asked chat, GP, chat GPT, how would you tell you how to do this? And it worked. And I was like, Holy crap, because I had been struggling with a similar issue when coming to writing copy, not knowing exactly. I'm looking at a sales letter and I'm saying, Hey, how can I get ChatGPT to write this? How can I, what prompts should I use to get ChatGPT to write in this way or to end the sales letter in this way? And so I took the guy, the guy that had figured it out for writing, getting ChatGPT to write prompts for him to write scripts, run scripts for his spreadsheet. I took the same idea and I said, okay, I'm gonna feed ChatGPT this piece of sales copy I like. And I'm gonna ask ChatGPT, what prompts would you recommend if I wanted you to write a sales letter in this same tone, in this same fashion, but in a different niche? And, and that was, yeah, that was the thing. So I took an Apple sales letter for an iPod and I said, I want to see if I can get a very similar sales letter, but written for a wearable written for a digital watch, a smart watch. And so I, I fed in the Apple sales letter and, or the Apple sales page. And I said, if I wanted to have you write a sales page similar to this, what prompts would I need to use? And it spit out all the prompts It said, oh, I would want you to say, or what I would say is use I more than you use appeal to this type of thing, appeal to this type of thing. Make sure that you close the sales letter this way. Make sure that you open the sales letter this way. And so then I took that and I said, well, can you turn these into prompts for me? And then it spit out a bunch of prompts. And then I said, okay, use these prompts, except for instead of writing a sales page for an iPad, I want you to write a sales page for this smartwatch. And it spit out sales copy almost exact in feel and tone as the Apple iPad one was but it spit it out for the smartwatch and I was just like holy crap not only can chat gpt write sales copy I can use chat gpt to tell me how to use chat gpt to write sales copy it was it was kind of like a watershed moment for me
1: <laughs> that's amazing i mean it kind of mirrors real life where you know there I I ran across this book called The Right Thing to Say or something like that. It was by a British persuasion expert where when you know exactly the right words to say, you can get anyone to do anything. Maybe not anything, but a lot of things that you couldn't get them to do otherwise. So the uh, other question I have for you is, once you had this copy, essentially the right structure, the right tone, the right information, how much rework on your part did it require before it was ready to put up on the web.
0: Okay. So two things, number one, the book that you just mentioned about how to use the right words to get people to do whatever you want them to do. This is essentially asking those people, Hey, what's the right word that I could use to get you to do whatever right. I want. you?"
1: Exactly. <laughs> so- people <laughs> won't usually tell you some people will, but not most won't, but chat will.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then Today's show, the slight twist on our standard disclaimer, you said uh, AI is powerful, but maybe consult a lawyer before you use what you what you get from the AI. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm still having to go through and do a lot of editing. Uh, I'm a fairly competent copywriter, so I, I, I'm impressed by what it's doing, but uh, I'm still scared that a lot of copywriters aren't going to go through and, and proofread and double check. There's a lot of AI is just guessing. It's saying, what's the most probable word that will follow this word based off of what access to what information I have doesn't mean all the information is accurate. And so it's still making guesses. It's still, you could still run into huge legal trouble if you just copy and paste what the AI spits out in a lot of instances. So I'm still, I'm using it a lot, but I'm still going through. And I wouldn't say that I'm saving much time because I'm still spending a lot of time going through and editing, but it's definitely helping with the creative po- process. It's definitely helping with, okay, I could take this and I can rework it or, man, this is amazing. All I need to do is change two or three words here and there.
1: So if you're not saving time, and that's okay, are you saving anxiety? Are you saving creative energy? Are you saving, well, you don't have any hair in your head anyway, so it doesn't matter. But are you? if, if you had a lot of hair, would you save pulling out a lot of your hair?
0: <laughs> yeah i see the potential for it right now it is definitely working it's saving a lot of time it still requires a lot of prep but i the process that i'm using that we'll go into on another show because it will take up a whole show the process that i'm using over and over again is time consuming on the front end but then once i have everything set up it's just a matter of copy and pasting prompts and inputs and then a little bit of fine-tuning as soon as there's a plug in that takes care of the prep work for me, then it's gonna save massive amounts of time. So it's playing around. I have it is saving time, but I see the potential for it to save a lot of time in the future.
1: Yeah. And and I would guess as you as you do this over and over again, you're gonna find, you know, you're gonna find time saving ways even before you automate it, even before you get software to do it.
0: Yeah, and I was just talking with one of my buddies that has been using all of this stuff for retargeting campaigns, using the power of AI for retargeting campaigns for about a Uh, year and a half now, Yeah, and he told me one secret tip yesterday that the next time I go through and do this, I can imagine it saving me probably an hour, hour and a half worth of time. So there's people smarter than me out there, and fortunately, through connections that I've made through the podcast and connections that I've made in the industry. There's people that are taking what I'm doing and they're making it look like kindergarten child's play. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, the potential is limitless. It feels like,
1: Hey, let me ask you something. How would you like a complete copywriting course packed into a $10 Kindle book? Yeah. Then let me invite you to try breakthrough copywriting. It's only $10 and it's available now on Amazon as a Kindle. Breakthrough Copywriting was originally a $5,000 live seminar I held in Las Vegas. People flew in from all over the world to attend Breakthrough Copywriting. This Kindle book by the same name is a complete version of my four presentations at the seminar. If you would like to dig into copywriting basics or refresh the knowledge you already have, then you'll really like Breakthrough Copywriting. A-listers like John Carlton, Joe Sugarman, and Bob Bly give this book an A+. And you can read the reviews right on the Amazon site. This episode of the Copywriter's Podcast is sponsored by Breakthrough Copywriting. Check this book out at Amazon.com today. And now, back to the Copywriter's Podcast program, already in progress. You know, you don't have to be a brainiac, and I'm certainly not. I mean, I'm really good at some things. Software is not one of them. But, you know, I, okay, this is, for all of you technically advanced AI people, I hope I don't lose all your respect. I haven't upgraded to the paid version yet, but with all the conversations I've had this week, even before this show, I'm definitely going to do it. And and I want I want to talk about one of those conversations, you know, in terms of retargeting. So one of my clients sent me something And the first thing he sent me is is not about retargeting, but the second thing is, he's a real AI jockey. He's actually writing a book on how to use AI to write your own nonfiction expert book, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: okay? And so he wrote me, and I quote, the other day I asked AI how I can future-proof my profession as a copywriter. And one of the suggestions it made is the following. So what I'm reading now is, directly from probably GPT-4, some AI. Focusing on storytelling is a valuable strategy to differentiate yourself from AI-generated content. AI can create content based on patterns and data, but it often lacks the creativity, emotional depth, and human human touch that come with a well-crafted story. By honing your storytelling skills, you can create engaging and memorable content. That resonates with your audience at an emotional level, so even AI is admitting that it is emotionally t- tone deaf, or at least, and in, in one cases, in one case it did. The same client, we had a session after he sent that to me, and he was thinking of repositioning a part of his business, but he was having trouble figuring out the niche. There were just some constraints, and he couldn't reconcile them, and so he used. GPT four, it saved him hours of work. In about ten minutes, <clears throat> he zeroed in on six segments of the market and liked two of them. And then from there he was going to go deeper. You know, I mean, that's kind of amazing because it actually took us almost an hour and a half to get to the problem, just talking about it. It wasn't a clear problem. It wasn't an obvious problem. It was really well hidden and and sort of convoluted as to why. He was what he needed to do and why he was having trouble figuring it out. Uh, and this is a very, very smart guy who's decisive too, you know? So it was just one of those things. I may be able to convince him to come on. I mean, I want to do that show with you, Nathan, for sure. I may be able to convince this guy, Ari to come on the show also because he's just a treasure trove of information. And then, yeah, jump in at any time, but um, I, I've got another a set of predictions. So so anyway, that that's about targeting. You know, you need to target your own market as a copywriter, as a business. If you know how to use AI, it can help as much as retargeting your audience. Um, now, an, another client who's been in the show who you know already, Marin, um, he had a bunch of really interesting points. And this is different from what I've heard in the past um it it kind of you know i I think you and i nathan have both agreed and a lot of people agreed that the bottom of copywriting is just going to be cut off by by ai he says no just the opposite he says it's actually going to help newbies because people who are at an average level with no chops um will actually make more money because it will create less crappy copy faster so um if ai is writing better than you that shows so much room for improvement but he ha- he has a point i mean you know if someone says to copywriter, i need 10 emails and 10 blog posts he can probably with ai if he knows something or she knows something it, that ought to be able to help him better he says mid-level copywriters are are totally screwed People who can probably write better than AI but haven't really gotten the creativity and strategy piece in yet. Or one of the things that comes in last, Carlton says, I agree, is the conversational part. They're not there yet. You know, mid-level copywriters really need to tune up their skills. But more advanced copywriters who can use AI AI for creativity and research... And that's a different skill than creativity or research. That's using AI for it is different as, as you hinted at Nathan, when you were talking about, you know, what you did. So this is a new skill, new skills in and of themselves, they'll prosper. So your example is great. You, you creatively devised a strategy by taking it from one area to another. You know, from spreadsheets to copywriting, and then you figured out what are the analogous pieces and what are the right steps. Uh, So that's pretty awesome. Other examples of using AI creatively when you're already at a higher level as a writer. Let's go to screenwriting for a second. Did you know, and I just learned on Monday, like three days ago, because we record on Thursdays, AI can already write complete movie scripts. Now, it doesn't surprise me, but I didn't know that. Now, these are not scripts you're going to produce, but these are first drafts that could save an experienced screenwriter dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of initial work.
0: Okay, I'm gonna uh, jump I'm gonna jump in real quick. Yeah. And maybe AI saves Hollywood because Hollywood has been failing miserably. I know that we went through the writer's strikes and it seems like the writers that stayed on care more about pushing their own values rather than pushing entertainment. And so maybe maybe AI writing movie scripts won't be such a bad thing.
1: (laughs) Well, it's not just the writers and the values. It's also the fact that there are quotas now minimum numbers of writers of certain categories cbs has this for sure 50 percent of them may not be white males or may not even be white and you might think that some of those people just want to be good writers some of those some of the other 50 percent have an agenda so and i don't know what's the cause but yeah okay oh speaking of that Before before we get to this, how people can use it, you had an interesting experience Ah. shared with me about wokeness.
0: Yeah, maybe AI isn't uh, insusceptible to the same things that we've seen in Hollywood,
1: (laughs) right? Like you, you asked it to tell you a joke about men, and it immediately—it was not a real slashing joke, but you know, sort of a a dig. And then you asked it to tell me a joke about women and, oh, wrong question. That's like in in an old school movie, you would say, tell me a joke about women. And the AI would pull out its gun and say, wrong question and shoot you, (laughs) right? I'm sorry, but I am not programmed to provide jokes that are offensive or inappropriate. My purpose is to provide helpful and accurate information to assist you with your questions. Is there something else I can help you with?
0: Yeah, to add context to it, when I asked it, can you tell me a joke about men? It immediately told me a joke that ran down men and how stupid men were. And then when I said, can you tell me a joke about women? It was like, no, I'm not going to touch that.
1: (laughs) Maybe it was afraid that you would refer it to AI HR.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, there's a whole new industry for you. Indeed.
1: Okay, back to what... Create so how can a more advanced copywriter use AI? AI can write five versions of a complete sales letter in seconds. Maybe, maybe you've done that. And seeing those as less than first drafts, you can still save a lot of time writing a sales letter because going from not writing to editing is, you know, a huge improvement.
0: I'm going um, I'm to jump in real quick. I have played with this and. I just, I'm, I'm trying to add as much value to this episode as I can because this stuff is changing and quick and, and it's just crazy. Anyways, on your point there, you can ask it, and I've done this, are you familiar with the AIDA formula? Are you familiar with Ray Edwards' pastor formula? Are you familiar with David Garfinkel's et cetera, et cetera? And if it responds yes, then you can say, can you rewrite this promo in that formula, and it'll spit it out, and it does a really good job.
1: That That's an enhancement I had not even heard of until now, and that's awesome. One other thing, so metaphors are very powerful in terms of hooks and big ideas and in terms of mechanisms, and uh, Marin, who has been studying AI for decades and who was telling me about Google's AI like two years ago, and that they're internally, I mean, really knows about this stuff and also is a good, great copywriter. He said you can come up with about a hundred metaphors almost comparisons almost instantly using AI. Maybe one or two of them is going to be worth improving, but you know, again, it's the terror of the blank page versus you know, <laughs> turning Shinola into gold or something. I don't know so one other thing before we wrap up and and that is a, an interesting legal story so we're recording this about a month before you hear it last thursday a, a week ago from today as we're recording it italy temporarily banned chat gpt due to security and privacy concerns there there was a worry on the part of italian authorities that ChatGPT might violate Italy's privacy laws. Mm-hmm. OpenAI, which runs ChatGPT, has until April eighteenth to respond to a legal complaint, or sitting down, you know, don't don't be swallowing coffee when I tell you this, or face a twenty-one million dollar fine. And the idea also opens up questions in my mind about privacy and plagiarism if you ask chat gpt to develop an idea does your question in the work product that chat gpt generates suddenly become public domain that is could anyone else end up using it i really wish we had an old-fashioned organ to swell you know here with a you know, <laughs> kind of a horrifying <laughs> cliffhanger sound
0: I think that here in the US, again, this will be a month out when the listeners are listening to this, but just this last week at time of recording, they said that if it is straight output from AI, whether it's art or text, it cannot be copywritten. You cannot patent it. It's not yours. It's public domain. If you add to it, if you alter it, if you change it, and I think it's what is the the standard like at least a 20% variation. Mm-hmm. If you if you alter it, then you can say this is legally my property, my intellectual property. I think this is going to lead to a lot of. There's a lot of gray area in the in the whole realm of intellectual property. There's a lot of room for debate right now, and I think that this is going to open that discussion up to the point where we can't just keep ignoring it the way we have been. So, yeah, not just the economy, not just the workplace. Uh, I think this is going to have ramifications even on the legal system that are that we're not really prepared for so buckle up and enjoy the ride
1: (laughs) yeah buckle up for sure buckle up buttercup okay (laughs) well good we'll do more about this but you know it's funny last week nathan you and i were talking after you finished recording said we ought to do more on ai and then all this stuff just bubbled up this is not the end of the story i've never ended a podcast this way before but i've heard the phrase so i think i can say it to be continued
0: all right and if you enjoyed this episode and if you don't want to miss the to be continued from this episode make sure that you're subscribed on your favorite podcast app to the copywriters podcast and head on over to copywriterspodcast.com and until next time david i will catch you later
1: catch you later thanks Hey, did you enjoy today's show? Want to help get it into the ears of more listeners? Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app.
0: This is the Copy and Funnels Podcast Network.